I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And we love to take trips to the Desert Island Jukebox on our bonus podcasts. If you want to be the first to hear them, you can become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. What is the Desert Island Jukebox? It's our uh, never-ending playlist of songs we can't live without. Some of them very deep, some of them a bit more obvious. You've got something today. You want to give us a hint about what it is? Yeah, it's a uh, B-side by a Chicago soul great that was later sampled twice, not once, but twice by mm. the great Jay Dilla decades later. Oh, master producer. Well, we'll hear about that uh, more in a minute on Sound Opinions. We are back, and Greg, I'm eager to hear about this obscure but popularly sampled soul track. Yes, we were in Halloween mode in recent weeks, Jim, as you know, and uh, we do a show on it every year, and I'm putting together my soundtrack for our trick-or-treaters, and of course I stumble across this amazing track by Lou Rawls, one of my favorite Mm. singers, and I am ashamed to say that I was unaware of this particular track, because it's buried on the side two of a very good record that he made in the late 60s, and then was only released as a B-side. It's one of those tracks that's not considered, you know, the top-tier Lou Rawls track, mm. but I think it's just amazing. His career really took a jump start in the mid-60s when he started working with a producer named David Axelrod. Now, David Axelrod is a revered figure in hip-hop circles because he made some really interesting solo records in the 60s and 70s that were kind of at the ground floor of the jazz fusion movement, the jazz soul movement, in addition to producing a number of interesting records on his own with a huge range of artists, the Electric Prunes, Cannonball Adderley, and Lou Rawls among Mm. them. So you can see he was working with a range of musicians. His thing was, you know, making these cool rhythmic tracks with a bit of a swing vibe and then layering these Baroque orchestrations over the top. With Lou Rawls, they specialized quite a bit in covering current rock and pop hits and sort of remaking them from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Like it was a different feel, a different track altogether. So Donovan's Season of the Witch, right? That's Mm. one of those classic Halloween songs. Yeah, It's a spooky track. It's a great track from 1966. Lou Rawls and David Axelrod reinvented it in the studio for Lou's 1969 album, The Way It Was, The Way It Is. They released it as a B-side, as a single, as I mentioned. And I just think it's great. It's a great version. There's so many mediocre covers of Season of the Witch. Nothing really outdoes the original by Donovan. And I think this track actually comes close to putting it in a new context. Lou Rawls does an amazing job. There's this horn orchestration on it, that uptown L.A. soul feel Axelrod and Rawls were achieving at this time, and Lou was uh, recording in L.A. at the time. The grit and funkiness is still there, and Season of the Witch was one of those tracks that they did so well, and they you know, they also covered Traffic's Feeling All Right, Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth, tracks of that ilk, remaking mm-hmm. them. I think this is one of the best of the bunch. It's Lou Rawls singing Season of the Witch on Sound Opinions. You got to pick up every stitch, yeah, yeah. You got to pick up every stitch. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Must be the season of the witch. It's got to be the season of the witch, y'all. That is Lou Rawls' Season of the Witch. I love that 
feel that they bring to that, that soul yeah. funk feel. I got to insert just two footnotes there. Number one, David Axelrod, not the Obama uh, horse no, whisperer, no. Uh, <laughs> right-hand man, your former colleague at the Chicago Tribune. And I would say that is the second greatest cover of Season of the Witch, because Young Woo, the Feelys offshoot band, okay, yeah. in which Dave Weckerman would step forward and be the front man, did a killer version of that. But their, but their version was still kind of huge, kind of the, the original, very the outlines of the original. Yeah. This one was like, there's no guitar on it at all, no, first of all. No, And then, you know, they have that funky B3 Hammond organ on it, and those mm-hmm. horn charts, I think they've just just reinvented the song. I do love Axelrod. That's it for this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. If you've got thoughts, start a conversation in our Facebook group or leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, our intern, Mary Bernthal, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Thanks for listening.